Hello and welcome back to the Perth to Paisley podcast, episode number 142. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the emotions already are split. Because yes, we're here to speak about the first Edinburgh Derby of the season that at one point looked to be going for a comfortable win for the good guys in Gorgie. But no, finishes a draw because of a minute and a half of madness. There's a whole lot to talk about. And as ever, I am Daniel McIver, who will be doing the talking with Adam Kennedy, the man who has been blocked by Heart of Midlothian, and I'm not going to say it's my doing, but I'm not against it. Hi, how are Interesting. you? Interesting, that seems like somebody that's a, a guilty party. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've been better, mate. I've been better. Um, I'm so angry. So angry. <laughs> you just, you've got to laugh rather than cry at you, so I really am not happy after the weekend. I'm not looking forward to this episode. I'm not looking forward to the international break. I'm not looking forward to when we come back from the international break. So life's just not really that good. Um, but hey, it could be worse. So yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. I was saying to Adam before, and I don't know if it's just that I'm getting older, but after about an hour, I was over the result. I was very angry in that hour, but after that, I was kind of just over it. So this is going to be interesting to see if anger starts to come bubbling back as we talk about it. This is going to haunt me till December and the next time that we get the chance to play those. (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks. Well, we'll see. So, as ever, first, we will go around the ground. Who cares? It's a fair point, but there's one result that I mainly want to speak about because I found it interesting and surprising. But there was three games on the Saturday. Celtic comfortably won at Kilmarnock. Don't care. No one cares. Uh, we had our game. Livingston kind of putting the boot in to Motherwell a wee bit now, as that is Motherwell still without a win in a few, as Livingston won 2 0 at home. And then, again, weird results. Not at St. Mirren Rangers, as Steve <laughs> Davis finally gets a win <laughs> as interim Rangers boss, as the new boss looks to be. Is it? Do you say Clement? Is I think it it's Clement? F- Philippe Clement, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be him, but Steve Davis did manage to get a win. And then the other weird result from the weekend is that despite not winning yet, despite getting beat by us, getting beat by Hibs, getting beat by St. Mirren, St. Johnson have now went to Celtic Park and Pitodry <laughs> and left with points in their hand. Admittedly, not a win yet, but Aberdeen finishes 0 0 against St. Johnston. What did you make of the other five games alongside ours? Um, regards to Celtic, don't care. Yeah. Okay. Um, regards to Livingston Motherwell, very surprised. What's that? Mm. Now three, four straight defeats for Motherwell. I think it's four. Four. Yikes! And that makes that like last They're gasp still loss fifth. to Celtic even more heartbreaking because then at least yeah. they'd had something. I've um, just checked. It is four straight losses in the week. Four straight losses. A big win for Livy. That much needed. Yep. Um. What was the other Saturday game? The other Saturday game was us, which we'll get into. No, but there's four. Edinburgh Derby, Celtic, No, there was only Levy. three. Oh, of course, because the other was rained off. That's right, Dundee yeah. and Ross County, sorry. Um, and then Sunday, yeah, Rangers obviously massively aided by that red card and yeah. penalty. Um, once they had that, um, there was no real... No real turning back. It's nice to see them get a, a helping hand from the officials. It's not like they not like they need it. Um, in fairness, it is a red and a penalty. 
It is, but it just still like, any excuse Mirren's, to put the dice Mirren's best chance to beat Rangers and Paisley, yeah. and they've pissed it away for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of a decent chance to claim three points, uh, Aberdeen. It's a good thing that they are just as shite as we are, because um, that is an absolute shocker against St. I couldn't Joby. believe that. As you say, like how on earth does St. Johnston pick up points at Parkhead and Pataudry? It's absolutely bad. And then give me by us, who never win at McDermott. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely crazy. Um, so, yeah, a couple surprises in there. Um, I'll be honest, mate. I don't really give a toss about the other games. Well, really we'll, we'll move right on into the main event of today. So, it was the first Edinburgh Derby of the season. Stephen Naismith lined up in what the BBC has as a... Four two three one. You were very. Well, we I disagreed on what we thought it was. Yeah. Yep. I looked at the team and thought that might be what we played the final ten minutes against Kilmarnock with. I'll be honest. I think you were right in the first half at the very least. It yeah. was a four two three one. It might have changed. Yeah. Which laterally. will I think be the t- the oh, big talking point of oh, this podcast. But we started the game with, obviously. Xander Clark in goals. I don't know why. I was about to call him Steve Clark there. <laughs> Just had Steve Clark in goals. <laughs> Love that. Back four of Stephen Kingsley, Kai Rolls, Frankie Kent, and Toby Sibick. A two of Cami Devlin, who was returning, Callum Newenhoff as well. And then a three of Kenny Vargas and Alan Forrest interchanging on the wings with nice. Alex Lowry coming in to play in behind Shankland. I think the big talking point from it was that one, Devon was back in after his head knock. But two, Alex Lowry starts after two cameos off the bench. How did you feel about that? Because I'll be honest, I was worried, which now in hindsight is very foolish, but I was worried that he was best used as an impact sub off the bench. I'll be honest with you, McIver. I don't think there's anything wrong in thinking like that. I thought it was pretty harsh on George Grant mm-hmm. as well, to be honest. Yeah. That, that, was, that was the only real concern I had with regards to the team, the 10. I think everywhere else, we were pretty much happy Almost with. picks itself. Yeah, yeah, to be honest. Um, and I think you probably would have found reasons why you justify picking Lowry over Grant. Obviously, that was the case. We saw it by the weekend performance. That appeared justified. Yep. Equally, by the same score, if you'd have started George Grant, I might now change my, my belief and my way of thinking to think that he could have contributed in that final third. So... Yeah, no, no real qualms with the team, to be honest. And this is where... I know I might be racing ahead of myself here already, but this is where I don't necessarily find fault with the manager. I feel like, for an hour, selection, tactics, everything was spot on and couldn't have gone any better. <sighs> Until what happens, happens. So Well, we'll, we'll get wait. to that yes. soon, because... As you say, the game started very well for us. Six minutes in, Toby Sibic sends just a long ball forward that Shanklin nods on. Alex Lowry gets in behind with, but it's hit straight at Marshall and goes out for a corner. Then, Sorry, can't blame him for trying to catch David Marshall that was in your post. Not because, at all. Uh, like, he's, he's prone to... Yeah. It, it was actually a decent effort. And to be fair, that G'd the crowd up because yeah. in the pish and rain... <laughs> wasn't exa- wasn't exactly bouncing from the get go. The no. only real times that I was I felt some kind of atmosphere pre match was Hibs doing their embarrassing huddle. Um Hearts... Has that been a thing by the way? Do they just do that? Now? No, I've never once seen them do that. It's no. the most tin pot thing I've ever seen. Um so there was that huddle. 
that embarrassment. Um, the Hearts team, whenever they finish their warm up and they kind of and know, they do clap the, round to the well, four stands yeah. and it gets you going. And then yeah. when the teams come out, and that was basically it. Yeah, that's fair. So that that needed to happen. We need to, we need. I say it all the time, but like getting off to a quick start, have the crowd on your side rather than working against you, and we're on to something. So we needed an early chance, and he was actually quite unlucky with the effort. I didn't think it was too bad a strike. Yeah, definitely. However, 90 seconds later, Hibbs break in a four-on-three situation, and Martin Boyle takes it forward. His touch is actually quite heavy, and Kai Rolls goes to clear it out. However, Devlin either isn't aware that there's a shout or just thinks, I'm just making sure, trips Boyle. And as a result, gets the first booking of the game eight minutes in. <laughs> that was an absolute certainty, can I just say. <laughs> my, my mate that I go to the games with, he picked out four bookings at 25 to 1, had 20 quid on it, and two were in by eight minutes. Did he get it? No. He needed, oh. he needed the two Hibs bookings. But he, he had two Hearts ones, Devlin and Shankland, both of which were in by eight minutes. Yeah. So that was the thing. Really surprising. I'd... It was very noticeable from a Hearts perspective that Colin was showing us more cards I'm than him. I really need to watch my mouth with what I say about that man. Yeah, Colin is... It's it's just a bad situation. And I mean this, I thought actually in the second half as well, there was a couple of times where our players just clearly fouled Hibs players for fouls that Colin had previously in the game given us fouls and we got away with it and Hibs were rightly being like yeah. what? it's like he's one of our most senior officials he's like classed as one of the best he's ones. held in high regard by UEFA yeah just think about that for a second yeah it's mental crazy. absolutely mental it's crazy uh, the ball's kind of played across the back line before Kai Rolls does one of his Zalyuka step ups and <laughs> plays the ball into Alex Lowry drives forward finds Sibic who's overlapping on the right hand side who gets it back to Lowry and he hits an effort from the edge of the box but despite Marshall being rooted to the spot it hits the post and goes the other oh, side definitely I, I was very much the same and then five minutes later Lowry hits another effort towards Marshall however it's quite slow, and then two minutes after that, Shankland shoots on the spin, but Marshall does get down well and pushes out for a corner. But for the first 25 minutes or so before we get to what happened next, it very much felt like we were in control of the game. Oh, that that first hour was as commanding as you could ever hope for. Yeah. All Hibs had was that venti free kick. Yeah. And so much so, I even forgot about it before I watched the highlights again before we came on. Yeah. Which is what makes it all the more infuriating. Like, <laughs> it just looks so annoying. Well, what was definitely oh. not infuriating, and what is hopefully got to live long in the memory for the man himself at the very least, because Alan Forrest scores goal of the season. I don't think it'll be beaten. I'd be very impressed if it was beaten. He picks up the ball on the far side as the camera is looking at him. He kind of goes to, I think he actually goes to try and beat a beater and hit the byline, but you see he kind of stops and goes, no, 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 I'm going to cut in. He cuts in and he hits it with his left and I was, obviously where I am in R, I'm right behind it. And it's one of them, as soon as he hits it, you're like, that's in. It's actually going in. And just, we've, we've spoken for much of last season about our 
anger at Alan Forrest and how he didn't, he had such a high at the start of the season, but never really made it. And then in pre-season, no one was really impressed with him. And at the start of the season, he didn't get much of a look in. But the last few games, we've been like, he's improved. He's, he's looked good off the bench. He's looked good at Kelly starting. He gets a goal at Ross County. And you're like, well, we maybe get someone from him. I don't think anyone expected that from Little Alan Forrest. Wow. Do you know what it is? We've scored some right crackers down at Easter Road over the years. Yes. I was. I immediately thought to myself, is that the best Hearts goal I've seen in a derby at Tynecastle? Because I can't think of many, if any, better. So, I could think of one, but I wasn't there. Go on. Miko's in the Boxing Day 3-2. I don't, I don't even think that's as good a finish. I think, though, just the context just well of it. And the fact that, well, yeah, we pissed a two-goal lead that day. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then you do that and right what, at the end. You take, it, you take it first time, edge of the box, cutting across it. to do, And it goes After like... After all the chaos. Yeah, Forrest goes in the top corner. Miko's goes in, like, the top corner. But... I would, I would accept if you were saying you think Forrest is better. Like I do. I think like that's I, fair. I was trying to think of others, like Arnold Jum in that game wearing yep. this top. Yep, is a beauty. Even Jamie Walker under in the Robbie in the championship. Yeah. Yep. Cuts inside. We're getting beat one 0 the equaliser. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, in terms of yeah, ones that we've seen, I, I, I genuinely think that might be that might top the lot. I didn't and, even think of that, by the way. You are right. We, I can think of a lot at Easter, Easter Road, Road goals, but, but never, never at Tynecastle. Yeah, that weird. is interesting. It's weird. I, just one of those random obscure thoughts that I had during yeah. the game. But going back to Alan Forrest, I, I mean, this will do his confidence the world of good. That is, I feel so, so sorry for him, given what happens later on in the game. But in terms of that as a moment. That is one way to shut a good load of Hearts fans up. Because, look, he does get his fair amount of stick, but that is right out the top drawer. I mean, I'm not being funny. If that was shown in a Premier League, say the North London derby the other week, mm-hmm. say that's James Madison does that for Tottenham or Bukayo Saka for Arsenal, they're yeah. talking about it for weeks. I mean, yeah. what a goal. What a goal. And it, it it came from nowhere as well. I don't I like I don't even know what inspired him to do that. I just think yeah. he thought, to hell with this. I've I've got no real options here. I've got nothing to lose. So I will say, have some of that. Shankland, I don't think is getting enough praise for his involvement in this because, which sounds weird because it's like it's a solo space. He dra- he makes a run, and as a result, the player who w- I don't know who it is. In fact, I, I can't remember. Top centre exactly. forward, isn't it? Yeah, just it creates a gap for Forrest to be able to go in so then there's not a player then blocking it or anything like that. Even support can up the right flank. It, yeah. It, it, it does It does kind of open out for him because like, he's occupied in the place that he'd tend to go. He could easily slip in Shanklin but doesn't because, he's, again, as you say, he's pulling the centre half out or whoever over to, to create the space. And like I say, he just... I don't know. I don't. I don't know what comes over of it. Just think, sod this. Have some of that, David Marshall. Just unbelievable. What a strike. Definitely. Just a shame, given the circumstances, what eventually happens. So interestingly, 
this is all from Hearts TV highlights. The next highlight in that package is our second goal. and So that goes from the 28th minute to the 57th. I think we need to speak about something now that is very important to the game, but is understandably not shown in the highlights, because right on half-time, Hibbs got a corner through, I don't even know how to explain it, through the deflection of Stephen Kingsley as he's at full stretch and immediately he pulls up and has his hand up being like, wait now. Then the game kind of carries on for a wee bit. It kind of ends up with us, rolls then passes it to Kingsley and Kingsley plays it out to Vargas and he just sits down. Obviously, we now know he got stretched off. As we're sat here on the 10th recording, we've not had any update. We know he's going for a scan at the start of this week. However, it's not come out what the results of that are. I imagine it's either a hamstring tear or a groin tear. He seemed to be holding his groin from my perspective. And listen, I've kind of got two questions for you. One, how much of a nightmare is this for our season generally with now our you could make an argument that the three players we'd have in starting fullback positions are all out for a minimum period of time. But two, was the substitution and decision to bump everybody up one, the correct one, now looking back in hindsight? The first one, uh, massive bearing on our season. Um, that's incredibly annoying, incredibly infuriating. Um and in terms of the second one, no, because I called it to my mates. I thought Andy Halliday was the like-for-like like change. You keep everything exactly the same. But I think I literally went, oh, for fuck's sake, it means we're going to have to play Halliday. One of my mates wasn't best pleased when I, when, I did, <laughs> when I did say that. However, I think what is now abundantly clear is Andy Halliday is not wanted by the Hearts hierarchy. Oh, yeah, definitely not. It's just become so apparent. If a right-back's coming on in your place... And everybody then shuffles one over. That to me just speaks volumes. So yeah, I mean, I, I noticed he wasn't on open goal on Monday. Oh, was um, he not? No, I don't know if he's been on Clyde one Super Scoreboard this week, but certainly I listened to Mondays, uh, and it was Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. So don't know what's happened to Andy Halliday. Maybe he's just looking forward to the semi final. I, I don't know. My stance on because I had a few people tweet being like. What did you want to happen? Because we know that you're not Andy Halliday's biggest fan. My reaction was, I I don't like it, but Halliday should come on here. My, and, my, and that's not even necessarily me going, oh, Andy Halliday's shit. I was more worried, like, it's a guy who hasn't played a lot of games up against the pace of Martin Boyle or Ellie Yuan on the other side. And that worried me. But at the same time, I, I was saying, literally to my brother, I was like, it keeps everybody in their settled positions that was doing well because Rose and Kent were solid at the back and whilst Dodge was winning stuff in the air, it was an equal balance between him and Kent. Rose was doing well to bring it forward and Sibic was really solid at right back. I think what this taught us, and he's been getting a lot of stick and a lot of it is justified, but I think it's proof that when Kai Rolls is not with Frankie Kent, our defence is weaker Oh, as a result. Without a shadow of a doubt. Because I think Rolls actually played well even when he went to left back. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... He needs a big bully alongside him. Even Craig Halkett previously. Like, it just... Yeah. It just it, 
it doesn't I don't know it's as though he needs that assurance elsewhere I just I look at it and I'm just I'm just baffled like I just it really annoys me that defensively I don't why would you not go like for like and just keep everything exactly the same way that it was I I don't I don't know it speaks volumes McIver that that Hearts defensive unit I mean I forgot Dylan Venti was even playing yeah and we we, we spoke about him Mm pre-match the threat that he poses the the track record that he's got all he had was that free kick I genuinely couldn't tell you anything else that he did yeah true and Big Dodge who in 2023 I'm not being funny with we should be able to cope with so just baffling but again this squad there's gaps and we we see this like I, I said it I said it after when I was talking to my dad after the game like we've needed a right back since Michael Smith we knew that Michael Smith was finished <laughs> yeah and we still do you know what I mean? we're still pissed about with that position yeah you've literally had the like the entirety of Smith's last season at the club everybody mouths off about how Hearts are a big club in that but if we were such a big club we'd act like a big club and we don't act like a big club with in terms of like these targets and having ready-made replacements in place left back again Cochrane Kingsley okay that's fine and yes it is just freak that both are out yeah. simultaneously Andy Halliday can play left back if you don't want Andy Halliday then what's he still doing here I know it's I know it's easy to say this and but there must there must be suitors. You're not trying to tell me that most of the other clubs in Scotland's top tier, particularly bottom half, would kill for a player of Andy Halliday's caliber. I like Halliday. I think he's a decent enough squad player. I think he fills in and doesn't necessarily get the credit that he deserves sometimes, in my opinion. But if he's surplus to requirements, then there's no way that he should still be hanging about. Yeah, definitely. However, we still had some... At this point, it was still all going well because in the 57th minute, we score again. It's, this is a sentence that I think I said constantly for an hour. Poor corner from Alex Oh Lowry. my God, mate. <laughs> I can't believe you've even waited so long to say it. The Forest goal literally comes from a poor corner as well. It's just that we yeah. keep it alive. I think, though, that's not just Alex Lowry putting shit balls. Oh, it's, it's nothing new. And, it's a tactic, though. And it's, it's absolutely nothing new. I mean, my dad used to mouth off all the time that he'd been following Hearts for 40, 50 years and hadn't seen a score from a corner once. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. We're always shit from corners. We've always been shit from corners. But I've got no qualms about that. This this decision to keep hitting the front post oh, is clearly tactical. But it's insanity. I don't understand why the tactic isn't hit Kent at the back post and head it back across. <laughs> You literally see our big players come up from the back and instead we decide to take... I'm not being funny. If I was Frankie Kent, I'd be trapping Stephen Naismith's door like, what's the point in bringing me up for a corner? <laughs> Next time, just leave me up, up at the back. Yeah, I don't even exactly. want to come up for it. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's but... so, and we don't even work it short to somebody to then have it back no. into the initial taker to then cross. No, exactly. So it's a total waste of time. Yeah, it's pointless. But this one does end up back at the original taker, as it ends up back with Lowry, Luckily. who cuts past and gets into the box and just kind of <laughs> drills a ball generally in the face of so goal. Bad. I don't know if it's a shot or a cross. Or <laughs> but what who he's trying cares? To do. I think his logic is just get this in there <laughs> and see what happens. Chuck it in the blender and we'll see what comes yeah. out. 
Exactly. And what comes out is Christian Doidge's foot <laughs> as it then flicks up, goes past Marshall. It's 2 0. We're loving life. It's all Life's going good. great. It's Life just is good. wonderful. And then, two minutes later, what I think changes the game. 60th minute, Alex Lowry is replaced. Now, when it happened, I went, well, he must be hurt. He must have signalled to the bench, being like, my calf or my hamstring or something, I'm not feeling right. Because that has to be the only reason he's been taken off. But I was like, right, fine, look, if he's been taken off, he's been taken off, that's all right. Then you see that it's Benny Beningame coming on for him. And you're like, okay, so we're clearly going to a new system. And very quickly, you realise, ah, we're in a 4-3-3. The back four is still Rolls, Kent, Sibic, and Ophaya, who I forgot to mention was the person that came on for Kingsley. Uh, that's the back four. Then a three of Devlin, Benny, and Neuenhoff with Vargas and Forrest either side and Shanklin through the middle. Immediately... I said, I went, I don't think that's a great idea because suddenly you've got three players, two of them are extremely defensive. Devlin is defensive, but it's still energetic, and Neuenhoff is more of an eight. But still, it's the I most think it negative fair. trio of midfielders that we've yeah, seen for a long, long it's, time. It's fair, and I don't think I would argue with anybody who says that's three defensive midfielders. 100%. I don't think I'd argue with anybody. And what immediately happened was, for an hour, we're dominating the ball. Yes, we're not. I don't think we're creating loads of chances. But at that point, you don't need to. You're 2-0 up. You just control the game. You just kind of see it out. What then happened was, immediately, Hibs start getting on the ball, going wide. Because I felt that when we had the 4-2-3-1... Despite it being the same physical number of people, there's still three in there. It felt like we were winning the midfield battle. Like Lowry was picking up pockets, he was getting in behind, he was drift, he was like drifting between lines. He was creating everything. It felt was like we were going to make him. stuff happen, or that we could yes. easily like catch them on the break, or at least attempt to try and carve out opportunities and chances. Yes, definitely. But when but... I mean that trio, that is just absolute suicide. And like all three of them, it really is. All three of them are good players. Yeah. On on their own, like that's not saying. Oh, so now we need to get rid of any of them. Absolutely. Not. As a combination, as a trio. Yeah. That cannot. I, I'm surprised he left Devlin on as did as he, as long as he did as well. I thought when I saw Benny warming up, yeah, I you was think like, like for like, like for like, yeah. Right, that's and, what's and particularly when you've got Grant and Boyce on the bench for Lowry, you yeah. then think if Lowry has to come off. It's for either Liam Boyce, which we'd love, or George Grant. Yeah. Again, don't mind it. Yeah. You're, you're, you've kept the same shape, you've kept the same identity, the same idea, the same way of thinking, the same attempt at playing. Like, that's just... And I, I will say this, because I would, if this was Robbie Nielsen in the dugout, I would be one of the first to slew him. I, you've... You've stolen my thunder. Good. I was ready Good. to be like, if this was Nielsen, I would be giving him pelters. Yeah, and it's true. I, I would, yeah. I would. But by the same score, McIver, I do blame the manager, and I don't. I do. 
I do for the changes, but I'm sorry. Individual errors are ultimately what well, cost us today. So, this is what... This or is in what this game, do. I should say. <laughs> Not today. I'm just going to run through the next 90 seconds as one. This, this, this is like nothing I've ever seen. This is genuinely like nothing I have ever seen in my life. I so, left astounded by what I just witnessed. But it, not even not even leaving, sorry. This was like, I genuinely, I watched it with my mouth gaping wide open. What the fuck have I just witnessed? So, I imagine if you were a neutral, you would have been enjoying this on Sky Sports <laughs> until, oh wait, of course not, you're not. But... You were watching some Men Rangers on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 66th minute. Hebb score. Obita crosses the ball into the box. It's headed out to Benny, who just fresh air swipes at it, basically. Jono plays it into the box. It kind of smashes. It hits off Civic, lands at the feet of Veliuan, and goes in. It goes through his like, legs. Right. It goes through Civic's legs. And he just. Oh. I don't think it does. I think it hits off his ankle. I'm convinced. I hits off his ankle, his right ankle, and then trickles through. Oh, I thought it just between hit his, his leg. His, between no, between both legs. Well, uh, but again, Benny and Civic are the two at fault here. So, and, you're like, and right, maybe Clark, but given the the range, he's not expected to see. Yeah, it. you're like right, okay, that's a nightmare. That's annoying. It's, in the first five, it, I would, I was like, in these five minutes, this has been coming. Hibbs had been pushing forward in that immediate five, six minute period. Yeah, since the like, change of shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, right, okay. But look, it's all right. We've conceded. That happens. You just ride it out. Straight away. Yeah, oh, no. This is the bit that angers me. We take kickoff. It ends up back at Civic and Civic sends it long and it goes out for a Hibbs throw. That, that, is, that is the definition of rattled. That is a man that is rattled. Yeah. That's somebody who's like, I don't want to deal with the ball just now. Get it Keep away. me off the ball. Yeah, basically. Hibbs then take the throw. I think Boyle is the one driving down the far side. He is because of the video that's emerged from the away end, which oh, is just of course. horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the ball's then played in the box. And listen, as I was saying to you there, I don't know if Civic can be... I don't know if blame is the right word for the first goal because it's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, oh, his feet, he's got. It might there's make a, sense of it. You might go, his feet. He's not got his feet sorted, but it stramashes and it hits off him there's, and stuff like that. There's there's a couple a couple that are culpable. Yes, exactly. Benny Fresher swiping at it and yeah. stuff like that. Well, that. Not necessarily to blame. This one. <laughs> I don't. I. Oh. The only way I can explain it is that Sibic just passes it to Eliuan. And like this is the thing, I laughed at the time because I couldn't believe it. I was I wasn't angry, I laughed. Because I was like, I was like this. I was just like, that's deliberate. Can we see if Toby's actually if the song's wrong and he didn't turn them down, he's been waiting for this moment to rip his shirt. I off. didn't I didn't think he was when I when I saw him <laughs> dink at Easter Road. But yeah, now I'm but, starting to have second doubts. He just puts it on a plate for you, Anne, basically. It's two all within 90 seconds. And just... I th- again, that's like an individual error where... I was speaking to my dad afterwards, and he made a good point about Civic, where it was like, has anybody ever seen Civic have an all right game? 
Because Civic seems to either have like remember that period at the end of last season where we were just being it's almost shit, like but, the Andes. But everybody was like, Oh, at least Civic was good. Like every game we were shit, but it was like Civic's been good, Civic's been good, Civic's been good. So Civic is either like one of the standouts for the, all the best reasons. Or fucking abysmal. Or he's hopeless. And and I'm like, that's fascinating because we've had players who are shit for like most of their time and then they'll have flashes of brilliance, but generally they revert to mean. And then the opposite side, we've had players like Rudy who would do fuck all in a game and then win you a game. I'm not being I, funny, MacIver. That's why he's at Hearts. Yeah, Toby that's Civic. yeah. Absolutely, because yeah. because if he if he performed his maximum all the time, in terms of his attributes, he's got everything that he could want in a modern yeah. day centre half. He's yeah. big, he's strong, he's quick. He can play, he can finish like he's the road. <laughs> yes, exactly. But this is just this is just lunacy. This is just. This it's just is, a guy who's uh, worried is, that he's just made a mistake and he doesn't want the ball. Wild! It's it reeked of. Hamden, where he should yeah, just yeah, just put the ball in for a throw in, but yeah. even like, how am I best saying this? The centre that we take, that shouldn't end up in the main stand. <laughs> the pass it, that you it, give it to Elliot like Yuan should, <laughs> I should be heading that back from <laughs> row thirty four of N. I should He's be getting ready to go. Doom. And for it to hit this massive bonds and for it to just end up in end somewhere. Just put your fucking foot through it. What is that? It's literally, it's it's the perfect layoff. It's in his path. It's in his path. Ellie Yuan had done absolutely nothing for the best part of an hour. Now they're talking about man of the match and he just about walked away with a match ball. Goodness gracious me. As I say, I was I was literally laughing because I was just like, "Of course this is happening." I wasn't. I was looking at all the Jakeys in the Roseburn stand going absolutely nuts, and they couldn't believe it. Neither could I. It was absolute pandemonium in that stand. I will say, on this, obviously, you never want to praise Hibs, but it's from I again I say this as someone who is a, who I imagine a neutral's perspective. It is just a million miles better than the old firm right now because. Oh. You get that. It's a debate. Whilst we hate it that they had that moment, it's like oh. that's what you live for as a fan. I looked on in envy. I thought that yeah, is exactly. absolute carnage. I like, disagree with the folk being like, why are they celebrating a two-all draw like oh, that and stuff like that. Geez, like, peace. I'd be going mental from two-nil down, me. and you've scored two goals in the space of a minute and a half. Yeah, like I just, I can understand folk who are like, look. It's, if, it, look, they you didn't should win. only celebrate when they you win. win. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I get that. But in terms of like the circ- circumstance, plays a massive part. Yeah, in context it. is key. Of course it. it is. Of course it is. I'd be going tonto. Yeah, I'd be going absolutely mental. And but... I was going tonto <laughs> yeah, for exactly. all the wrong reasons. We were all going mental for the wrong reasons. Uh, and then, to be honest, I think Harsh TV does well to get as many highlights out of the remaining 15 minutes that they do because oh, Shanklin does well he beat about 5 Hibs players on the edge of the box but his effort ends up high and wide a fire crosses into the Hibs box it's cleared out it's met by Rolls whose effort is very heavily deflected up so, sorry talk, you said about Shanklin yeah. I forgot Dylan Venti was playing I also forgot Lauren Shanklin was really playing 
Yeah, honest. like what is going on with him? I just well, it's happening I've, because he is one of the key kind of. I don't want to say contributors to Hart's Twitter conflict, but for every positive you mean, that you see, every positive tweet that you see about him, there's definitely a negative one. Yeah, it's a it's a real conundrum up front at the minute, and it's it seems to be falling into that thing of like, is he to blame fully? Is Naismith to blame fully? Is it a 50-50? I'd argue... We need Craig Gordon back ASAP. Oh, yeah, we Just do. I've seen today there was a from. there was an article being like, Xander Clark prepares to battle it Not out. Not interested. It shouldn't be a battle. No, it should be that Craig Gordon comes back in immediately. No. As I said last week, when it was like, of course Gordon just gets the captaincy. Yeah. Of course Gordon just comes in and is number one again. Uh, it's not even a debate. Uh, yeah. Just, and then finally, the last goals, highlight. Man. The last highlight is that Benny hits an effort over the bar in the box. The one player that you don't want the ball fought it. As I said, it biscuits. looks like he doesn't know. Yeah, biscuits. <laughs> just biscuits. He doesn't know how to shoot. He's a professional Di- footballer. Digestive legs. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't know how to. Um, so. Guy. The game finishes two all. Shite. And as you hinted at earlier, the the discussion in Hearts Twitter has been: is it entirely down to Naismith, or me. is it entirely down to individual errors? Not I think. <laughs> I think it's down the middle. Yeah, I think it's, it's very. I think it's very silly to suggest that the individual errors didn't cost us when they are so directly at the cause of goals oh without a doubt but I will say the change has killed momentum I think if he doesn't make that change we go on to win that game oh and what I mean by that is I don't mean taking Alex Lowry off I've seen a lot of people be like oh well so you just wanted to keep playing Alex Lowry one yes I would I wouldn't have brought Lowry off he's brilliant to be fair we've we've seen afterwards Nismith said he was tired yeah, exactly. Naismith said he was tired. I just don't believe that. I just think that's made up for Naismith to cover his back. I just McGregor, because I'm not being funny. How old is he? 20, yeah, he 21. shouldn't. If he's tired, he shouldn't be. If he's tired, he's then the level that you're playing at is far too heavy. Yeah, he's, and and I never once thought he looked tired either. I never was like, oh bloody hell, Alex, I look tired. And also. <laughs> It's not like he was doing the Alan Forrest or Kenny Vargas roles where he's sprinting up and down the byline all the time. It's like, no, he was the creative Ken. chilling. Yeah, exactly. So, Just roll, I man. disagree with that. But fine. If if people are like, no, Lowry should have come off, then as you said, like for like, you've got two players sat on the bench there. That's one of them, crazy, as I always man. say... One's is, in form. One's in form. And the other one, in my opinion, is the best forward I've seen oh. at the club in my life so and listen we have we've now been doing this podcast for several seasons I've always put my flag on the mask being like I I don't care what managers say in (laughs) post-match stuff right and I don't but I don't know if you saw the thread from Craig Fowler in the immediate aftermath of the game I'm going to get it up because I, I I really agree with what Craig says here I know Craig Fowler isn't beloved by everyone in the Hearts fan base, but I, I agree with him. So, Fowler said, The thing that really pissed me off about today is that I keep looking back at Naismith's introductory press conference where he made a huge point about how Hearts and their fans deserved better in terms of style of play. We were too big a club to accept otherwise. That was clearly 
a dig at Nielsen and it's easy for fans to lap up. Even as a big Robbie fan and apologist, I bought into it. The football was better to watch, but it's clear that those ideals were a load of guff. If Naismith believed what he said, you don't take an attacking midfielder off for a defensive midfielder at 2-0 up. You don't bring everybody back for every corner that you concede. I don't think the Lowry sub cost Hearts two goals, and he may have not had much left in the tank to add anything once it goes to 2 all. But the game today brought home the disingenuousness of Naismith and what he apparently stands for or stood for. That sub was the kind of sub that, as much as folk can roll their eyes about this, wasn't the kind of sub a Hearts manager makes against Hibs at Tynecastle. I agree. He was he was unlucky today. The in, the Kingsley injury was big, even though Rolls mm-hmm. was great at left-back because it disrupted a previously solid back four. But I can't be the only Hearts fan who just can't take to him because of what he said in April and what we've seen every week this season. So that was, as I say, Craig Fowler in the immediate aftermath of the game. I can't disagree with really a word no. he says there. No, uh, you stumped me as well. That's I think he's hit the nail on the head there, to be, on, to be quite honest with you. And as I say, I don't really read into what managers say, but I thought it was very disingenuous in Naismith to say the quote, we were playing well, we had loads of possessions, and it's 89 seconds of madness. I think that emits blame on you. I think that's you saying, well, nothing else changed except the two errors. Yeah. It's like, what you've what you've missed out there is a change that you made that allowed the opposition back into the game that then led to, yes, individual errors that Naismith cannot plan for and cannot be blamed for, Sibic not punting it, Benny airswiping it. I'm not, of, of course I'm not saying Naismith's responsible for that. I'm not saying that's a tactic. Like, that's no. what he's telling them to do. But, for putting them in the position that they were in, that's on Naismith. Yeah, and again, like, you're kind of, I don't know if I'm being too harsh here, but your mindset and you, the kind of frame of mind that you have often should come from the manager. Yeah, if, of course. If, if, if Toby Sibick is that rattled by Hibbs's goal, so much so that he boots it out of play, surely there should come an instruction from Stephen Naismith to say, or from one of your teammates, calm down. Let's let's just see out the storm for you know a couple minutes more. Get back to what you were doing, and we'll we'll take it from there. I I, I think a lot of it from a heart's perspective is mental as well as physical. And yeah, I think we, totally we caved. We uh, Hibs Hibs had done nothing, MacIver. Hibs hadn't had a sniff for an hour. All it took was for one goal from Eli Yuan. And all of a sudden, we are absolutely papping our pants. Yeah. Whether that comes from the manager or not is irrelevant. But the players need to take some responsibility as well because they've allowed this kind of mindset to creep in. To be too worried about making a mistake. And I know that the crowd got on their back, but the crowd have every right to. They pay their money, they come along. Again, we need to be getting behind the the players as best as we can. I, 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 I totally agree with that. But... This is an Edinburgh derby. There is no hiding place. As oh, cheesy that as that what sounds. What I was going to say was... You know, you you know the magnitude so? of the occasion in the game. Yeah. You know totally. what it means to the fans. Do you not think, though, that potential mental fragility is it's coming from... It's down to how severe the game is. No, it's coming from previous games where this manager has set us up and mistakes have been made. So oh. you think, 
oh shit we've made another mistake and the last time we've done it we've fucked it and it's just yeah, human maybe. nature to be like oh, bollocks it's going to happen again even though you don't like there was nothing in that game that suggested it but there's been a lot in this season no, and again, to suggest like, it the players maybe aren't aware of how much we were cruising maybe yeah maybe do you know what I mean like it just but again do you not think that maybe comes from the fact that their manager has just brought off the best attacker for defender does that maybe make you go oh wait hold on does he think that we're under the cosh here I thought we were doing alright yeah yeah maybe I don't know look at the end of the day it was a combination of everything that could have gone wrong ultimately did go wrong yeah absolutely and listen let's be honest we have been on the other end of that in this fixture a lot of times where the one I always the one I compared it to not the same result obviously but remember that derby Easter Road in the Cup where Stevenson scored the rake oh. and it was like if we didn't have Jamie McDonald that night it would have been about oh 4-0 before Stevenson been out scored of sight. Yeah. yeah and we have a lot of stories like that where it's like oh we were really shite but then we still yeah, yeah. got it yeah so it is just one of them it's like you have to it, grin and bear it it's, it's part of being the derby it's part and, and stuff parcel like of the fixture yeah. Yeah. exactly so but it's horrible Absolutely we obviously horrible. we won't be back next week because there's currently a stupid thing as an international break Yay. but at least Scotland might make back. it to the Euros but we won't because we'll get absolutely but, pumped off yeah we'll probably get battered off Spain yeah <laughs> but we then come back and it's just the small task of the reigning champions only the league Celtic. leaders only the side that haven't lost a league game as of yet they've only yep. dropped two points yeah what, what how, go wrong? How, do you th- how do you think it's going to go? They're not gonna the Celtic that has happened. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Celtic that we've had in the last couple of years. However, I think it'll be about 4-0 then. Because it's always 4-0 then. I... Uh, I have... I have a debate amongst kind of Celtic fans that I know. I believe that Tynecastle right now is as easy as it's ever been for the old firm to come and claim three points. I really well, do. I think last weirdly season... Weirdly not Celtic, though. Celtic we keep prior, giving games. At least, yeah. At least Celtic will lay a glove on them. But Rangers just Rangers seem to turn just, up in whatever state oh they are. Oh, my God. I mean, Ryan Kent was looking like Diego Maradona last season yeah. against us. But, yeah, but weirdly, Celtic... Alfred Morelos grabbed his customary goal and scored yes. against absolutely nobody else. Exactly. Celtic have come and, yes, they've won the games, but in the last two seasons... Yeah, they've had to them. at least work for it. Yeah. Yeah. And... It is weird, but I just I pair and I, I always like it you is know that properly... Stephen Naismith will be right up for it. That's ah, yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah, um, I just always in my head basically mentally check out of games against the old firm because in my head I'm like I'm there. So Andy Halliday if he gets to start a left back. Oh great, yeah, <laughs> that'll go great. I'm Can't sure. wait to see him up against Luis Palma. Yep, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be amazing. I'm there, like for example, I'll be there against Celtic, I'll be fucking furious when we lose. But there is a part of me that I'm like, yep, this is what was going to happen anyway. So I, I don't get as annoyed. I often just forget that we play the old firm in Glasgow. I just, I just yeah. put myself in another mind frame. I, I try and like, I try and alienate myself from football and wonder what life is like as somebody that isn't into football, and then I realise that life is shit if you're not into football. Yeah, so exactly, the, there is that. Um, how do I think it's going to go? Uh, terribly. Um, yep. to, to answer your question uh, your initial question um, 
It'd be so, it'd be so harsh though, wouldn't it? <laughs> if, if they just pulled, if they just pulled something out their bag, just for this game and this game only, and then we'll probably go and get absolutely smashed at Ibrox. Yep. The week after, um, don't know what to expect, but probably a Celtic win. <laughs> um, I think that's fair. Maybe like two clear goals, two nil or three one or something like that. I'm sticking with my four 0 I just think we're going to get battered. Maybe a three. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go a slightly more optimistic three. Um, but I'm just glad that. Uh, no, I'm not glad the international breaks here. I'm talking nonsense. Let's move on. <laughs> well, we will move on to the quiz as ever. Now. Oh great! This will be ch- sure to pick me up after the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm chuffed with this quiz. Now I don't know if that means it's too easy or it's too hard. I think it one of the questions in this is way too easy. But oh. I was struggling to think of a final question. Nice. I was like, I'll give up. He's had a bad few days with the result. I'll give him one. You know what? It's, it's World Mental Health Day, so I appreciate you looking out for my welfare. Exactly. I, that's I'm very good. kind of you. I really do appreciate exactly. that. But equally, when I get it wrong and embarrass myself, <laughs> it's even worse. I could send me the other way, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So, as ever, two normal questions, multiple choice, true or false, and then we end with the who am I. So, we're starting with, again... Let's see if you pay attention to who you follow on Twitter. Oh, shit. I didn't look at my phone after the game. How many yellow cards does Kami Devlin have in his six starts? This season? This season. He's played six games. He started six games, sorry. How many yellow cards does he have? (laughs) Pretty funny to see all six, isn't it? Um... You know it's not all six because he would have been suspended. Yeah. So... There, you you can pick between one and five. Do you not get suspended after five? Um, I genuinely can't remember. I've heard six. I've heard no no reason as to why he would be suspended. I thought four. He's off. He's one and one. It's four. He's got it. Nice. Who posted that? Mark Donaldson was speaking about how he needs to improve his dis- his discipline. Sorry, Donkey. Didn't see it. Was yeah. too too upset and hearts blocked me as well so yeah it's it's just all going wrong so he'll be getting a strongly worded email tomorrow (laughs) i tell you well here's the multiple choice and we're in the international break so i thought i'd put a scotland related hearts question this is not good (laughs) which scotland legend played his last scotland game at tynecastle is it a ali mccoist is it b colin hendry is it C, Kenny Dalgleish, or is it D, Gordon Strachan? Ooh! I like this, this question. In. It's a good question. I like it because I don't have the foggiest. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> um, can you say what the game was? Not necessarily when it was, but was, uh, it, was it a friendly or was it a full qualifier or what? I'm assuming it was a friendly if it was a tiny. Give me a second, I can find out now for you. It was... Oh, it doesn't say. It just said, I can tell you who we played and what the score was. We won 3-2 against Estonia. <laughs> I imagine that's a friendly. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. No idea. Ali McCoy speaks passionately about Tyne Castle. He seems to really like Tyne Castle. He does. He's a big fan. Harry Harry and all that. Yeah. Need to get Mark McKenzie on here actually and talk about that. Um, King Kenny, would it be King Kenny? 
Who are my others? Colin Hendry and Strachan. Colin Hendry and Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan. It'd be quite funny if it was Gordon Strachan, given that he's a big hips man. Um, <laughs> they'll just say that for the part, even though I think it's McCoyst. Who are you going with? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway, does it? Let's go with, let's go with Strachan for the part. The answer is Ali McCoyst. Oh, you bastard. What I was going to go as well. That's annoying. It's actually, there was two players who made the last game for Scotland. It was Ali McCoyst and Jim Leighton. Oh, really? the ends of the pitch. Wow. Yeah. It was 1998. Jim Lane, you had more. Yep, exactly. 19, so, 1988 or 1998? 1998. 1998, yeah. I was going to say, I remember Ali McCoy scored at Euro 96. So, <laughs> let's rewrite the history here. Yeah, so, one for two. That's fine. So, true or false? I have no chance for that second, let's be honest, but carry on. <laughs> but, true or false? Before the last two games... Alan Forrest had never scored in back-to-back games in his career. Oh. So this is either for Livingston or Ayr previously. Well, I'm just saying in his career, because he obviously scored at Ross County and then scored at Hibs, I'm saying that Alan Forrest has never done that before in his career, either at us, Livingston or Ayr. Is that true or false? I've been inclined to say it's true, but I feel like it's false. That is the ultimate fence-setting <laughs> answer. I will go for false. The answer, if you paid attention to your own quiz last week... Is true. Is false. Oh, because he, nice. of course, scored against Riga and then... Oh, of course. One. Yes, of course. Nice. That was the easy give you question. <laughs> you got it right though. So you didn't get it right for the reason I thought you'd get it right, but you got it right. It was sheer luck. I got that. So right. it's fine. Jesus, right. I forgot. Oh my god! Grow up, wakey wakey. <laughs> so and and I had you done nice it for Livingston or Ayr? Do we know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was nice to you because I could have said yeah at Livingston or Ayr, and you could have taken a 50-50 guess at it. But I was like, no, I'll include. That I pretty much did do that anyway. To be honest, yeah, you basically <laughs> did. Yeah, right. It's a time question for you. The final one. What a shocker! Yes. Which was quicker? The double early Yuan scored oh, at the weekend. Yes, off. <laughs> Or the double Graham Weir scored in the four each. Oh, what a belter of a question. <laughs> now, if you want, I can give you the time of Ellie Yuan's double. Which I think was 83 seconds? 82? 86. 86. Yep. So, do you think that was quicker than Graham Weir's oh, double? How co- is it close? It must be close. It is not close either way. So one of them is a lot quicker. You're the type of cynical man that would do this. I think you're going to say that LU, the LU Anz was quicker. Is that your answer? Yes. So LU Anz, as I said, it was 86 seconds for his two goals. Graham Weir took 42 seconds. For both goals? For both goals. Hibs no go, way. Hibs go 3-2 up in the 89th minute, 4-2 up in the 92nd minute, and in the 94th minute, Graham Weir scores twice. Oh my God. Wow. 
I couldn't believe that. So yeah, forty-two seconds. Eighty-six seconds to forty-two seconds. No way. That... That's mental. I thought it would be like eighty-six seconds to, to seventy-three like... seconds or something. I was like thinking that. like ninety seconds. Yeah. Forty-two seconds. Yeah. Wow. Fair wow. play, Graham. Fair play. So that was probably the first derby that I was alive for, and actually like went along to Hearts for. Yeah. Jesus. So, you got two out of four. I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 26 in June. Keys a break. I can feel folk raging at me. My dad always tells me the story that because back in the days, obviously, phone, mobile phone signal wasn't amazing. And his mate was in the Hibs end who was a Hibs fan. And then the time it took him, he sent a text laughing. <laughs> and it, it finished for all. Oh, that is just sensational. Brilliant. Which is great. So. The who am I? Two out of four is no bad. It's not bad, but the Ali McCoy's question is annoying given that I had, I had no chance with Graham Weir, though. Should have, no, done, should have no. done my research. No. That's poor. So, the who am I? I will say, this who am I is suggested by my brother, Keir McIver. Oh, oh I might so, be in my shout then, because Keir's even younger so, than us, so... Yes, he is. <laughs> so, we'll Fingers see. Fingers crossed. So, I have played in Russia, Scotland... Lithuania and Poland throughout my career. Okay. In the time that I was at Hearts, I was never booked, never sent off, never scored, and never got an assist. <laughs> A meaningful played, Hearts career then. Yep. I played for over 10 clubs, but the most number of games I ever played for a single club was 40. Despite being at Hearts for 18 months, I only made seven appearances. But whilst it may sound like my career wasn't very eventful, I have scored multiple goals in a European competition. Who am I? Seven appearances for Hearts in 18 months? <laughs> yeah. Getting this man's Wikipedia up. Good Lord. Oh my God. That sounds horrible. Jesus. You have your two questions. Oof. Use them wisely. What did you say the nations were that they played in? Sorry, he has played in Russia, Scotland, Lithuania, and Poland. Yikes! Oh, <laughs> oh I hate this shit game. <laughs> My first question is going to be no, no. They have they have to be a striker with the word into that. I'm going to ask what nationality they are, McIver, because I feel like then I'd have a chance. This individual is Lithuanian. Right. Okay. A Lithuanian that made seven appearances in eighteen months. I mean, that could apply to the vast majority of Lithuanians. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why I've done this. That really was a silly question. I thought you'd just assume they were Lithuanian because they played in Lithuania. I know, but then I know what you're like. Because it could trap. be somebody yeah. who, like, yeah. Some obscure, like, I don't know, you just end up in Kaunas. I mean, Vladimir Romanov yeah. would have taken anybody if he could, so let's exactly. be honest. Oh, yeah, this is terrible for a podcast. I do apologise. The eerie silence <laughs> as the cogs are trying to turn in my brain here. However, I imagine a few people are in the exact same I'm boat. struggling, team. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I mean, a Lithuanian that's played seven games in <laughs> 18 months, you'd be as well asking me what I think the forecast in Dubai is going to be for the next year. I imagine quite hot. Uh, basically, apart from Scottish, it's the worst nationality for a Hearts player to be for you try and <laughs> Thanks, mate. I was going to say thanks, Keir. Yeah, Stitch I was going to say, up. I'm not taking any blame here. What a knob. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You do have I, mean, I know, question. but uh, like, what do you ask? <laughs> what is their full name? Like, <laughs> like it was obviously the Romanov era as well. So, <laughs> do you like? I don't want to ask for clubs as well because, like, what use is that really? <laughs> oh God. Can I ask who they scored the goals in the club competition that you said for? Yeah, of course. So, he scored two goals for FK Taurus Taraj of Lithuania. In I'll even give you this specific competition. In the qualifiers for the Europa League. I uh, remember it now. Remember it <laughs> yeah, that's it, you've got it. Tune, you've got it. Tuned in. I'll even tell you the year. It was 2010. That's it. I mean, I was just so lucky because obviously I saw that and then we played Tottenham thereafter and just able to replicate, exactly. you know, these Lithuanian jobbers in their European qualifier. And this man scored twice. I, I yep. remember it so well. I can remember, remember his face after scoring them both. Um, <laughs> oh, no idea. I will tell you right now. You said that Kiznavichus, have you not? Because he's the only one that's popping in my head. Have I? I don't think I have. If he's the only one that's popping in my head, it's not going to be Velichka, it's not going to be anybody else. I'm just going to go with him. And it, was it Andreas Kiznavichus? It was indeed. So, I can let you know that... It was not Andreas Kiznavichus. It was not Andreas Kiznavichus. It was a man... That I had never heard of, so would have been very surprised if you got it. It was the famous for FK Towers Taraj of Lithuania, Marius Kizzies. K I Z Y S. Kizzies? You're making him up. Can I? No, wait, don't. I, I don't want you to spoil this. Can I read you his full Wikipedia page? Sure. At the honours. Marius Kiris, born 21st of February 1982, is a professional Lithuanian footballer. He is currently playing for Vang Tuvok IF. He's still Previously, playing? Yep. Previously, he has played He's for 41. FK Kaunus, FK Salute, LKS Lodz, and Scottish Premier side, Heart of Midlothian. Love your that, pronunciation, can I just say? Thank you. Thank you very much. That is the end of his Wikipedia page. He has two and a half lines of a Wikipedia page. I Go onto it now and have a look. I so didn't wonder see how long lying. it would take. Do you understand how hard it was to oh fucking get clues for this man? Marius Kizzy's born professional as you football. He's Adam's reading it. He can now see how small it then comes up with this bio. bio yeah, I can't it doesn't talk. mention his time at LKS Lodz. I know. Or what an embarrassment. Gornik Zabertze or. Yep. Yeah. 
or FC I like how, Nizni, I like how you looked at the other Novgorod. Yeah. Yep, there you go. It also says this biographical article relating to Lithuanian football is a stub, meaning it is the smallest type of Wikipedia article possible. Hold on a second. I'm just looking at his clubs. He yep. stopped playing for FC Nizhny Novgorod, aged 30, in 2012, and then didn't pick up another club until he was 35. <laughs> Yeah. five years what happened in between 2012 and 2017 he did not play for us who is he I don't know how did I he pop no into cares we noggin well this is this is what I don't understand I think there's not even a photo of him on bloody google <laughs> not. He, this I man did not feeling, exist I have a feeling <laughs> Kier has made this wikipedia page for me <laughs> And Here, we can see your loopholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. FK Taurus. Who? FK Taurus. They are a team. Taurus. Taurus. I saw them on Transfer Market. Who was this? Who was it against? I don't know. It just said he scored twice for them in Europa League qualifying. Europa League qualifying 2010. Because uh, I remember it well. I'm just refreshing my memory. Oh, yeah, of course. You just want to see it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Linelli? Linelli? Maybe. Maybe. I realised that we might have some Welsh listeners, so I've probably butchered that. I do Do you know how hard it... Look at that Wikipedia. That is all I had to go off making Apple these clues. Wales. I think it was against Linelli. Oh my goodness gracious idea. me. Can, it, can we just get a that moment of appreciation? That just proves that Welsh football is an embarrassment. Yeah. A moment of appreciation for me getting set five clues out of that Wikipedia article. Jay Bowen. Was that Jared Bowen? Oh my God, imagine. Te- 12 years ago. Jared Bowen played for Linnechley. When he was 10 or something. <laughs> Some ridiculous. Oh my goodness gracious me. What a load so, of absolute tripe. You didn't get it. If anybody did get it, you need to go outside more. Basically, because that's mental. I've just seen that finish 3-2 and we didn't even score. So, did he score the two in Wales? I don't know. He must have done. It just On Transfer Market, it just said two played, two goals. I like how if you find out this is wrong, you'll then claim that you would have got it. And you were just basing everything off those two goals. Absolutely no chance was I getting this. Not in a million years. So, yeah, blame Keir. Yeah, thanks, mate. (laughs) Nob. He was so excited as well, he tell oh, me. Oh, I bet he was. It making me look like an absolute fanny. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. I want to check what he said. He was like, for next week's pod, you should do this. But Kier, in fairness, has found a photo of him. and I can... No way. Let's see it. I apologise. This is why you need to watch on YouTube. There. Nah, bollocks. That's Photoshop. That man did not play for us, McIver. It was on a Football Scotland. Eight, the 18 Hearts transfers you probably forgot happened. Probably forgot? That's the, perhaps the <laughs> understatement of the year. <laughs> this man did not play for us. Who is he? If anybody gets him, like you say, they need to get out more. That is, an, yeah. that is a disgrace. We'll now have folk claiming they got it. Yeah, I, I, well, exactly. We'll just see it through. We'll just see right through them because that is absolute tripe. That man, did, like, who is or, this guy? Or he's listening, <laughs> and he's like, "I got it. It was me." 
I'm actually a massive. I became a Hearts fan on the back of my time in Gorgie, and I'm offended greatly. I wonder if lads like hold them hostage somewhere, and if if he's in like his submarine, and this is how he punishes like his victims. He just watches the the Perth to Paisley podcast yeah. on repeat. This is exactly. this is my club that you represented. You will now stay <laughs> in my submarine underwater. Hey, there's worse ways to go than listening to us. No, not many. I know many in fairness. I think I'd rather be in a submarine than listen to us. But we hope you have enjoyed listening to us and don't feel like it's some form of weird Lithuanian torture. If you have, go and just leave us a review anyway and say it was nice and just that would be lovely. All reviews on podcast platform helps us, but mainly leave positive ones. If you've been watching on YouTube and you just got to see the beautiful man that is Marius Kizzies, then... <laughs> Please leave a like, comment, and subscribe about how much you love him. That would be absolutely fantastic. You can send us photos of him. Because I bet folk will be like, well, I've, actually, I've got a photo of him. Like, <laughs> Here's me. Ten. Here's yeah. me with him at the Greggs on Gorgie yeah. Road. <laughs> exactly. Well, you can get that to us at Perth to Paisley on all the socials. Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over. All your fan mail that we'll forward on to the submarine as well. Adam, <laughs> where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can catch my live stream of FK Towers Taraj's <laughs> best bits in the 2010-11 season uh, at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, MacIver? I'm at dmcaiver22. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss all the fallout from the Celtic game, preview the Rangers game, and get Marius Kizzy's on as a special guest <laughs> to explain who he is. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Keep the faith. What the jetties.